Hello, Rangers, and welcome to Ranger Talks, the podcast that explores the things that make us proud to be Rangers, shared histories, as well as fun and interesting facts about each other. Our third interview today is one that features a staff member here at the middle school as well as across the street at the high school. Uh, His name is Mr. John Guidry, and Mr. Guidry teaches choir at both schools and is truly absolutely fantastic. In fact, he is one of the first staff members that I met uh, when I started working in the district in 2018. He is truly, truly a joy. On top of being a great teacher, he's even a better person. Uh, Mr. Guidry has such an interesting story and is a person that really is a great North Star when it comes to being just a good human being. Uh, He's a lover of all things musical, uh, creative, and has a penchant for dad jokes, which is always a plus in my book. Um, Mr. Guidry is a joy to have on our staff and, and was a great interview as well. And also, just as a side note, I am always in the market for a good dad joke, so feel free to send them my way. Without further ado, here is the third interview for Ranger Talks, Mr. John Kidry. Okay, folks, and as we mentioned, I'm here with Mr. John Kidry. Mr. Kidry, welcome. Thank you very much. It's so good to see you, as always. So, a little background. Mr. Kidry and I have known each other for, since what, 2018? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, 2018. When did uh, when did you start in the district? I started in the district in 2017. Okay, so just the year before. So the year before me. Yeah. Now, have you always been split between the high school and the middle school? No. Or? For the first uh, three years that I was here, okay. I was only at the high school, and then really uh, the year of the pandemic starting was yeah. the first year that I was split. Interesting. Okay. Now I have to ask this question. I am obligated as a as a middle school staff member. Is middle school better than high school, Mr. Guidry? You know, I... They both are great, I started in middle school. My first job was in middle school. I did fifth through eighth grade choir. Uh, I enjoyed my time there a lot. Some of the things that I love about middle school, Mm -hmm. I feel like middle school kids, if you get them on your side, Mm -hmm. they will be loyal to you to the end, you know, and I love that. And also... The amount of growth that you see in a year from the beginning of the year to the end of the year Amazing. Is, is so much larger in middle school. So in the high school, we're doing a lot of detail things, little tiny improvements, but it's fun to see you know, a group change from the beginning of seventh grade to the end. Awesome. Well, I have some ideas for the spring choir show, some Bob Dylan songs that are in mind. We'll have to talk off air okay. about uh, some of my ideas. But uh, we were kind of getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here because I, I always like to start um, episodes of the show just with talking about like your background and where where did you grow up, where did you go to college, kind of just that the biographical info that some people may not know about you. So tell us a little bit about Mr. Guidry, pre-teacher Mr. Guidry. Yeah, well, I actually, I was born and raised in Pennsylvania. Okay. And so um, I grew up, my hometown is Williamsport, Pennsylvania, which is home of the Little League World Series. I was just going to say, that sounds familiar. It's on the tip of my tongue. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, every August, the uh, population of Williamsport grows exponentially for about two weeks. 
everyone from Williamsport pretty much stays inside unless they have to work <laughs> in order to serve all the people. It's like me during the in. state fair, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I grew up there. Beautiful country. Some of the things that I miss about it. I mean, it's in the Appalachian Mountains, so it's basically a river valley. Sure. And so we would see the sun from about. 11 to 4. It would be daylight okay. for the rest of the day, but you wouldn't see it because the, the sun would be going yeah. Yeah, through the mountains. So um, not quite as cold in the winter, Okay, but we still had you know the seasons and all that. So uh, I came then after, basically my senior year in high school, I moved. So I spent all of my childhood in Pennsylvania, moved to Indiana for my senior year of high school, okay. a suburb outside of Indianapolis. Okay. And Can then, I ask, was it Carmel? It was not Carmel. Okay, that's no. the only one I know because yeah. it's Carmel. It's Carmel. It's yeah, like it's like the Edina like... of of um, in, in Indianapolis. But no, I was more in like the Forest Lake of Indianapolis. I like it. So yeah. Okay. And uh, had a great year there, even though it was a little bit hard. I I didn't want to move. It wasn't my choice, but yeah. uh, got there, and there were some cool opportunities. And then uh, I took two years off, well, to work between high school and college. Okay. So I worked, uh, I started washing dishes in this family restaurant, sure. eventually waited tables, cooked, kind of did all the things. Yeah. And then that's when I came to Minnesota. So okay. I came here for college. I went to Northwestern. It was Northwestern College at that point. Now it's the University of Northwestern yes. St. Paul. But um, that would have been in 2006. 2006. Okay. So, and so a couple of follow up questions that I feel like I've got to ask. Mm -hmm. Were you a baseball player as well? So I could see if I'm a big baseball fan and a player, Little League World Series there. Were you into sports as well as a kid? I love sports. I did not like baseball. Okay. And I think that the reason was like in kindergarten, my kindergarten teacher called me Tigger because I could not stay still. Sure. And the so bouncing, baseball, exactly. Yeah, and so baseball was not for me. I okay. wanted something that involved like running and being way more active than I felt baseball could do. But football is huge in Pennsylvania. Yes, it is. I mean, Penn State football. I grew up as a Steelers fan. Sure. Um, but if any of you know what I look like. Uh, football was not in the cards for me. <laughs> so, you know, I probably, in like seventh grade, when people are starting to get into football, yeah. I probably weighed like 45 pounds. I don't sure. know. And so I tried it. I, seventh grade, I, do, I did football for one year yeah. and decided that that was not for me. Yeah. Uh, but I do love sports. I, I have always, you know, enjoyed watching them, enjoyed playing them, you know, in the backyard, whatever, but... Baseball, no. So equally as important, I think, with being... I think what's most important, not just saying, oh, you have to be in sports. I think it's, it's more important to just say, you have to be involved in, in something. So when you, were, when you were growing up, obviously a move to a different state has got to be, it's got to be tough for a kid. What, um, what things did you do as a, as a student? Were you, involved, were you involved with choir? When did you decide to, to become a choir teacher? Yeah, I had. I would say that singing for me was something that came pretty naturally because I grew up singing in church. Okay. That was kind of where I first started to sing, and it was just kind of part of the culture of my upbringing. And so then when they offered choir, I did choir and band. Okay. 
So I played the clarinet. I started the clarinet when I was in fifth grade, and then um, and sang as well, and was able to do that all the way through. Sure. From fifth grade to to through high school, and so that was definitely a big part of the things that I was involved in. I was involved in something called Odyssey of the Mind. I don't know. Yeah. It might be Destination Imagination here. I'm not sure. Very similar. Which, yep. yeah. Yep. Uh, I did lots of plays and musicals okay. and um, marching band, like very theater heavy and, and music heavy. But also for one year, that my senior year, I did, what was it, academic decathlon? Sure. Which yep. is basically taking tests for fun. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I didn't even really want to do it. They were like, hey, we need someone else to fill out the team. Why don't you come do it? And so I didn't, like, study or anything. I just went to the competition and took sure. some tests. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it sounds kind of fun. No, I, I, don't, I don't dislike tests. Sure. So, okay. yeah. But, but I know some people who do, but... No, it was it was a it was a fun way. I was pretty open. It was yeah. like if there was an opportunity and I wasn't doing anything, I tried to kind of keep myself open to to try new things and and that served me well in that move. Totally. And that's such an important thing to to have that open mind and to be open to trying new things whether it's listening to new music or trying new food. Um, did you know when you so fast forward a little bit so when you moved to uh, to Minnesota to attend Northwestern, did you did you know you were going to be a choir teacher at that point, or what? What kind of drew you into education? Well, I would say, even all through school, I I would never have thought that I was going to become a teacher. Sure. To be honest with you, and if you had asked me my junior year in high school, I would have told you that I was going to be a computer programmer. Okay. I enjoyed computers. I enjoyed solving problems. And working with teams. And so that's what I thought that I was going to do. And it was really the move to Indiana and then seeing this kind of new, uh, it was a larger school than I had had been in before with a really large music music program. And seeing that really kind of changed my mind of thinking of what direction I wanted to go. But even going to college, I would have said, I want to be involved in the arts. I want to be involved in in, uh, creating really cool experiences for audiences, but I would not necessarily have said that I wanted to do education. And it was really through four years of um, college that I started to think, oh, maybe maybe education is something that I would really enjoy. And uh, I started my education major because they had a performance major and they had education. And what I wanted to do wasn't really one of those, but they were like, you really, if you're serious about music, you need to pick one of those. Yeah. And so I picked education. And so I kind of backed my way into becoming a teacher. But Interesting. I'm really glad that, that it turned out the way it did. Yeah. Now, your first teaching job, have you always been in Forest Lake entire career, or were you in a couple other places? Yeah, as well? my first job was at a charter school in Stillwater. Okay. It was called, uh, it is called St. Croix Prep Academy. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I was the fifth through eighth grade middle school choir and general music teacher. That gotcha. was my first job. A little bit of, a little bit of everything. Absolutely. A general music teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and I, I remember, you know, my first day of school going in. And, you know, I'd been in college and all of that stuff. And the, my first class was fifth graders. And they were so tiny. 
I just remember like <laughs> looking at them as they came in, and I was just you know like how are they this small? What have you like you know right. what am I going to do? Terrified first day. It, it all worked out really well, and they were you know very kind to me. <laughs> That's awesome. But uh, that was my first job, and okay. I was there for five years. So okay. I was there for a while and got to kind of grow the program. When I first got there, the seventh and eighth grade choir was forty girls and four boys. Those are interesting class sizes. Yes, and but but it was together. <laughs> oh, so, they're all together. Yeah. So okay. yeah. So there's four boys separate. just okay. right there, and then the forty girls. Yeah. And so, um, it, just starting to kind of build a different culture. You know, by the time I left, I had two different choirs. One was wow. like thirty seventh and eighth grade boys, and then I still had forty five, fifty girls. Sure. So That's it awesome. yeah, it was a good five years. Cool. That's awesome. Well, so you do this. You're doing general education, your general music, excuse me, fifth through eighth grade, totally wide variety of kids' music abilities, kids' interests maybe even. Some are probably thinking, hey, I, I want to go on American Idol, and others are like, ah, I'm just kind of doing this because I thought I would try it out. What's, what's one lesson that your job as a music teacher has, has taught you that you think every person should learn. I mean, you you already gave a great nugget of wisdom before with having an open mind and trying new things. What's another lesson that this job has taught you that you wish everybody learned? I think teaching is one of the quickest ways to see how selfish you are. Mm. And what I mean by that is that, you know, Mm. when when you... um, are interacting with lots of people all the time and all different personalities, you quickly realize how you think about things from your perspective sure. all the time. And yeah. I think that for me, being a teacher has made me a much better person than I would have been if I had gone on to do maybe, you know, computer programming and just working with adults and even just mostly working in front of a screen. I think that any job where you're interacting with a lot of people, it, it is, it kind of rubs off the, the rough edges of yourself. I am constantly every day of teaching, you know, come up against times where I'm like, Oh, I wish that I hadn't reacted that way. Or I, um, I thought that I understood this thing, but yeah. the truth is that I didn't. And so for me, teaching is, has really been a journey of becoming a better uh, person who is more outward-focused and less kind of self-focused. Interesting. And uh, I, I tell that to everyone that, that asks me about teaching. It's yeah. like, and I think that some people can relate to that in like marriage, Sure. I think that when you... Any kind of a exactly, partnership, a friendship. Right. Yeah. When you go from being able to do whatever you want and now you are you know, together with this person and you're responsible for them and they're responsible for you, there's a right. change of, oh, I can't just do whatever it is that I wanted. I'm responsible. Yeah. When you have kids, that's like another layer, right, of, of that. I feel like teaching is like the the next yeah. <laughs> level of that. Absolutely. It's not as easy as just saying, hey, I want you, you've got to hit this note. There's, it, it doesn't work that way. You, you're really kind of shepherding a lot of different folks to hopefully get to the same end destination, which can be 
quite the journey in mm -hmm. and of itself. But absolutely, and awesome. and as a choir teacher, you aren't. You know, when I grew up as a kid, it was I was doing the singing, and I was the center of attention as the performer. And yes. now my role, which I love, is giving kids that experience. That, that you know, it's not about me. You're the one who's going to be on stage. You're the one who's going to be singing and performing right. and, and wowing an audience. Right. And so just giving them the skills to do that. That's awesome. I love it. Okay, now we get into the controversial part of the interview, Mr. Gidry, where okay. we have what we call the this or that section. So I'm going to give you a couple of softballs, and then I'm going to give you some more music-centered ones but I'm going to force you to make some, some hard choices. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. First one's kind of an easy one. Are you a, are you a morning or a night person? Are you a, up right away, 5 o'clock every day? Or if you're like, hey, I would much rather stay up till 2 in the morning, I'm a total night owl. Morning or evening? I am definitely a morning person. Okay. Yeah. I usually am up around 5 o'clock. Okay. And I do a little bit of reading in the morning before and eat breakfast and then am ready to go. I probably annoy my first hour classes with <laughs> how awake and ready I am, you know, to go. So with that being said, there's a follow-up. Coffee or tea? Are you uh... I drink one cup of coffee a day. Okay. Uh, if I drank more than that, I would probably be bouncing, off bouncing <laughs> and, and anxious as well. So, yeah, and it, it lasts me through the whole day. There so. you go. Okay, awesome. Um, are you a winter person or a summer person? Of the two, probably summer. I'm really a fall person. Okay. That um, is the best season. Yeah, I love I, fall. I would yeah. agree. And okay. uh, I'm trying to be a good Minnesotan and sure. and learn ways to enjoy the winter, but it does not come naturally to me. Okay. It's fair to say winter can be kind of polarizing. Oh, I love it. Yes. Don't cut that, Maria. <laughs> that's that's got to stay in. Dad jokes stay into the podcast. Absolutely. Okay. All right. You ready for some music-centered ones? Yes. Okay. Beatles or Rolling Stones? I guess this one isn't particularly hard for me. I have really? I have loved the Beatles forever. Yeah. And I love and respect the Rolling Stones, but I would say just from an emotional level, it has to be the Beatles. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. What's the cooler instrument to play in a band? Drums or bass? That is a hard one. The cooler instrument. Yep. Um... I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the drums. Okay. It's flashier. Sure. You know, it, there's more movement. You you have more people that have to carry your stuff. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like the bass player, you probably carrying your own bass. Carry your own yeah. guitar. Yeah. But the drummer's like, you get that for me, please. I like that. Okay. Okay. Um, cooler haircut to have in a band. Okay. Is it better to have, like, the mop, the just the long, long shoulder-length hair, or cooler to have the mohawk? Ooh, I don't know. I this is this is controversial. I saw one of my colleagues literally walk by with me with a mohawk the other the other day. Yeah, wow. yeah. But I think I do have to go with the long hair. I yeah. just think there's more that you can do with it on stage. For sure. You know, the mohawk is cool visually, but. There's so much, you know, swinging and, you yes. know, that goes along with the, the long hair. I'm going to go with that. 
And you and I are both short hair guys, yes. so that's ultimately the coolest haircut. It is, is is that. But if we had to grow it out, we would. yeah we would. Okay, okay. Um, I had one more, but it's not really a this or that. It's it's kind of a personal question. In if you had a concert that you were putting on, whether you're playing an instrument, whether you're singing, where would be your ultimate concert venue where you would like to? have a concert as a teacher I guess I should say as a teacher with your class or you individually yeah that's an excellent question I I always think of the place that you perform is almost like a part of the music that you perform Mm. when you think about you know if you were playing for instance at a giant you know arena you know like US Bank Stadium or whatever there's certain types of music that would work super well there Bruce Springsteen (laughs) there you go yeah write it down kids Bruce Springsteen (laughs) look it up yeah it, that's that would be great for that. The kind of music that I really enjoy making is probably you know better staged in a, a musical hall. I think of maybe like Royal Albert Hall oh, in London. Yes. Or um, maybe one of the big cathedrals in Spain. Mm. Something where there's a lot of reverberation um, that kind of warms up the choral sound. Sure. Would be would be. The type of thing that there are some beautiful places here in the state that really? have excellent acoustics like that. There's, uh, is it in in Stillwater? Is it St Andrews? St Andrews Lutheran Church in Stillwater. Beautiful space for for choral singing. You've got the Basilica downtown, yep, of course. Mm-hmm. That that if you're singing something that's you know slow and will just kind of go on for seconds and seconds right. into the space after you're done singing that kind of thing. Okay, awesome. Well. I, having lived in Colorado, uh, Red Rocks is always mm-hmm. a, a, sell, a shameless plug that I will make for any concert. If you ever get a chance to go see a show at Red Rocks, always a super, super cool thing. Absolutely. Okay, final question for us, Mr. Guidry. Uh, if you could go back and give your middle school self one piece of advice, what would it be? The thing that it took me too long to learn hmm. That it was probably not even until after college or the middle of college that I wish I knew in middle school is to realize that people are more important than things. Mm-hmm. That when I was in middle school, you know, I was just always thinking about about how important it was that I have the certain this or like what was the next cool thing that I was going to get or was going to do, yeah. and I have realized that I get so much joy out of. Uh, making sure that the people around me, you know, have what they need. Uh, when I help someone to meet one of their goals, that is so much more rewarding than what I was seeking when I was in middle school, which was like, how do I make my, I wanted to know, like, how do I make myself cool. happy or, yeah. be, you know, and I was thinking, oh, it was going to be stuff that sure. would do it. Maybe it would, I mean, for, I don't know, when you were a kid, it was the, the Nike shirt with the swoosh. Oh, The giant yes. swoosh. And I was like, if only I had that, then I would be happy, you know? Doug Abbott had the coolest pair of Nike <laughs> Air shoes that had air written on mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And I thought, oh, if I don't have those, I'm just not cool. And right. And, and there's nothing wrong with having something that's nice, but knowing that that is not what is going to be a long-lasting, you know, sense of fulfillment. Sure. Awesome. That is fantastic, fantastic advice. Well, Mr. Guidry, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. It was wonderful getting to chat with you. Thank you again. Thank you for having me.
Ranger Talks is a production of Forest Lake Area Schools. Tune in next time to hear more stories from the people around Ranger Nation who make excellence for every student, every day, possible. Ranger Talks is produced by Maria Lockwe. Editing, production, sound engineering assistance done by Jake Matheson and John Guidry. Our theme song was written, performed, and produced by Grayson DeWolf, Forest Lake alumni. I'm Sam Van Hefty, and you've been listening to Ranger Talks.